Well, let's get straight into our thinking point then. I think one of the issues that has been raised over a number of years has been the reform that needs to take place to enable an environment that makes it easy for business to function in this country. And consistently, the president has spoken about in his State of the Nation addresses different reforms that the state would undertake and last night seemed to uh, signal perhaps some of the biggest progress yet and as far as what perhaps business was waiting to hear I, I suppose it begins with this idea of a social compact and a consensus that includes business too to talk about what are the things that uh, need to be identified within the next hundred days that uh, can be worked on to make it easy to do business, to create an enabling environment. And then there are the policy issues that need to be looked at, what needs to change in order to make it easy for small business to function. Well, Miriam Altman is a professor for 4IR practice at the University of Joburg School of Economics and director of Altman Advisory. Uh, good morning to you and, and thank you so much for your time today, Professor Altman. Hi, Kathy. Uh, good to be here with you. I want to talk firstly just about the broad idea of the president seemingly extending a branch to business and saying, let's come together under one fold. Let's work on this challenge of uh, an environment that is perhaps not seen as enabling uh, to business to do its work. And let's all be part of, of, of the solution together. Is that the sense that you got? Oh, absolutely. Uh, he was uh, very open about that, and I think it reflects also some um, real things that have happened lately. Uh, just to give one very big example, on Wednesday, Cabinet approved an amendment bill uh, on electricity regulation, uh, which was incredibly important. It introduced the regulations required to have an independent transmission company and multi-markets in electricity, which would allow companies to trade directly in electricity. That would break a, mon a state monopoly if that happened. So that, that I, I, was, I was very interested that that uh, was released by cabinet. It, it, it would be a game changer if that were approved and moved forward. And that is a very practical example of what it truly means to start um, uh, it, practically engaging with the private sector. And what I mean by that is something that really enables that kind of partnership to happen and isn't just words. Mm. And, and, and I think business has been for a long time looking for action that is beyond words. And, and, and yeah. we often hear the phrase of a lack of reform, that the president needs, they need to be structural reforms in place. When you look at the State of the Nation address last night, do you get a sense that the president provided some of those reforms? Well, these, he's reflecting on reforms that are underway. So just to give another example, the Transnet is, has been calling for private participation in some of its main lines now, which is a very big mm -hmm. change. So you have CEOs in ESCOM and Transnet that are now enthusiastic about that idea, whereas historically they've been pretty uh, resistant and wanting to maintain their, their very strong monopoly position, uh, which is holding us back. So he's, he's more reflecting on 
he's not announcing new things, actually. He's, he's communicating, which is a good thing, by the way. He's communicating things that are happening and that we could be seeing in the coming year, but they're on the way or happening. It's more I want important to that, focus. Sure, sure. Go, go, go okay. ahead, Professor Altman. Apologies for that. It's more important than seeking something new, if you see what I mean. It's a, you're not always looking for something new. You're looking for something that's actually happening and to understand that it's there. When we look at the announcements of the president around the support for small business, he yeah. spoke about the loan guarantee scheme. And um, it's one of the few times, I don't think I've heard him before, acknowledge the fact that the loan guarantee scheme did not work in the way that it was supposed to and did not bring the kind of support to small businesses that uh, his government had envisioned. Yes, that's, that's right. Uh, the loan guarantee scheme was something that was introduced, uh, particularly around COVID, to shore up business. There was a private sector initiative that went uh, uh, pretty well, but uh, firms didn't really respond to the loan guarantee scheme at scale. I think in part, uh, the guarantee didn't feel convincing, and they're going to have to dramatically uh, deepen the program on offer and hasten the process of implementing it, really, if, if it's going to feel uh, credible. Whether it needs, you know, there was a statement about whether it, it should be delivered by the, the development finance institutions. I don't know that there's any necessary reason why it needs to be a DFI versus a, uh, a bank. Maybe the feeling mm -hmm. was that a DFI would actually do something that the state is asking for. Maybe that will go more convincingly. Mm. Of course, the challenge that uh, this particular program faced within the banks was the fact that small businesses felt that the banks were using the very same criteria that they would ordinarily use when small business people approach them for any kind of funding. And these are institutions that traditionally then exclude a certain margin of, of, of entrepreneurs simply because they don't meet that, that criteria. And, and it's difficult for a, a country like South Africa where you have a lot of businesses in the informal space, but even those that are trying to formalize their operations, the reason sometimes why they're unable to do that is because of these practical and structural challenges that, that they face. Oh, no, that's right. We, ha we have a, you know, that's a place where we need market reform. Uh, right. Uh, you know, we, it, it's very hard for small businesses to get loans and particularly for working capital. It's almost impossible for firms to get uh, working capital loans. So, uh, you know, so maybe maybe the DFIs will be better placed to do it or else government's got to uh, somehow create market reforms that encourage, uh, uh, you know, a private sector response that is more conducive to what small firms need. But you're, you're absolutely spot on with um you know, the point you're, you're making. Uh, mm. Kathy, you said, um, uh, if I could just say, you said something very important before I came on, and I wonder if we can come to it. Sure. Which, which, was, which was this thing of having lots of committees and lots of, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think you're, you're absolutely right, but I think that I just wanted to come to it because we need to connect what's going on in the economy to the capacity of the state. It's actually a very mm -hmm. 
critical thing right now, and I think you're quite right in what you're saying. I, I think what happens is that because the capacity of the state through state capture was, was quite diminished, there's a sense that, um, that these, these commissions and committees can um, somehow push things along through these kinds of partnerships and advice and insight, and that it creates a, mm -hmm. it creates a way of connecting. But one of the most important things he spoke to, actually, even though it probably doesn't connect to the economy in most people's minds, was about the professionalization of the public service. And that issue, as a, as a planning commissioner, when I was on the planning commission, and currently I'm a lead drafter of the National Infrastructure Plan, and I, I couldn't say enough how important, and, and so in all that work, I've, I've been very focused on the issue of um, leadership, capacity, governance, getting the accountabilities right, which is the point that you are making, and um, getting the right technical capacity. So for example, if you want to um, deliver on a major public infrastructure project, um, you need a certain minimum capability in the state. Like for example, you would need somebody who's registered with an engineering society who's overseeing that, because it isn't actually possible to deliver quality infrastructure if you don't have that. And so ensuring that we've got the right kind of capacity in the leadership of municipalities and the key infrastructure SOEs uh, in treasury and key locations in government is absolutely critical to the economy, to small business. Just to make a, a point, um, uh, I saw a note from an industrialist uh, from Harry Smith uh, just, just this morning who was saying that his electricity has been off since late December last year. Um, and, and that's related to, uh, you know, municipal provision of um, electricity, whether that's probably non-payment, I, I would guess. But he hasn't had electricity, so they've been off on generators since then. And, um, and, uh, and that would affect, obviously, small business in the area as well. So that's, you know, that's mm -hmm. how these things dovetail. And, and, and I think the, the biggest challenge there, then, Professor Altman, is, is that ultimately, these bodies that that are brought together are, are not necessarily permanent in, in structures as in they, they don't work permanently for departments on or on certain things because when you look at the profile of these individuals they've got whole full lives and busy schedules and and so one then thinks about ultimately when it comes to then trying to build capacity in the state how do how do these panels benefit that um, that need for the rebuilding of, of of capacity? Well, I'm not sure that's what these panels do. Although that's what they should be, in my view, that's what they should be focused on. But um, mm. you know what it does do. You know, you don't want a state that is just standing apart from um, all of society and the expertise that is there. So the one, the one benefit, of course, of having these commissions is that you're bringing in this expertise and getting the ideas and getting those debates built into the process in, uh, within government. Of course, there's also a broader stakeholder engagement process. But you're right to say, and you, you were just making a very, very important point before I got on, which is you have to get the accountabilities right. In other words, there's no getting around the fact that you've got to build at least a basic minimum capability within the state to improve delivery mm. and strengthen um, in, in all of the areas that he mentioned. 
Professor Miriam Altman, let me thank you so much for your time uh, and for coming on to the talking point today for our thinking point. Uh, so that's then the reflections of Dr. Altman when it comes to um, yesterday's State of the Nation address. Uh, I remember the, the issue of the loan guarantee scheme, and in fact, for the longest time, there, were, there was a level of denialism about the true impact that it had had on small businesses in the country. Uh, that, you know, there was always this 200 billion that was uh, being spoken about that had been released, and uh, business people would be, uh, small businesses would be able to access it. And some of the researchers, I think it's Wits University uh, specifically, had done the research and they discovered that, you know, only about 18 billion of that money was distributed through the banks at the time. That figure could well have gone up slightly, but the point is that it did not reach the majority of people that needed it. So when the president says they've learned lessons, they'll incorporate them into this new program. I wonder if you have any ideas of what it would need to look like in order to succeed based on the experiences that we had before.